Welcome to the Open House podcast site. Available at theopenhouse.net.au blog site. Next week is Marriage Week in Australia, and we could certainly do with some help in that area. The last stats that we have from the 2006 census shows that there were 114,000 weddings in that year and 51,000 divorces. Why is it so hard to stay married these days? Nikki Lee and his wife, Sila, have founded The Marriage Course. That's its name, The Marriage Course. It runs in 245 centres in Australia and many more around the globe. They've been married for 20 years and they believe you can build a healthy marriage that will last a lifetime. Let's see what he has to say to prove the point. Nikki Lee joins us now. Welcome to Open House, Nikki. Hello, thank you. Great to hear you. Why do so many marriages fail? Well, I think today there is more pressure on marriage, perhaps than there's ever been before, and uh, n- not least because we really do live, live lives at a faster pace. We can be in contact with so many people these days with the sort of communications that is available to us that the relationships that we're closest to, the, the, a marriage relationship, can suffer as a result. And uh, sometimes it, it really is just a matter of, uh, of time, of putting time aside for that special relationship. It really is still, though, when you look at it, even if you are jaded, even if you've had bad experiences, it still is the fundamental building block of society, isn't it? It's still the best place to nurture children. It's still the best place to socialize people. Yep. Research shows all of that. And not least that children do best when when their parents are together, when they are loving each other. And they're of course, they're giving their children a, a model, an example of what a committed, loving, faithful uh, relationship looks like between, between their parents. And that profoundly affects children. It'll affect their, their future in, uh, in many, many ways. Mm. It was often said that communication was the key to a marriage. <laughs> agree, disagree, yeah. or what? Uh, I entirely agree. Uh, unless we are constantly seeking to discover what our husband or wife is thinking and feeling, uh, the, the relationship won't grow. And, and I think in marriage, the, sometimes the longer you go on, the easier it is to assume you think you know what your husband or wife is thinking. You make assumptions based on what they were like when you first met, what they, etc., uh, what you think they think. We have to find out what is really going on with each other on a, on a regular basis. And, of course, that's one of the wonderful sides of marriage as well. We never find out everything there is to know about each other. It's mm-hmm. always a discovery. There's always more to, to know, to find out. Mm. Well, if you were to bring it down to a handful of uh, qualities then, what do you think makes a good marriage? I've already mentioned time. And that's the first thing that we, practical thing that we talk about on the marriage course, setting aside uh, regular time. We call it marriage time. Uh, Once a week, Scylla and I, for really for almost all the years of our marriage, sort of two years in, we started to have a a weekly date where we would take it in turns to organize what we did, but we would just be alone together, having fun, doing something special. Mm. That time is incredibly important. Uh, we've also talked about communication, the need to both listen to each other, but also to be able to speak at the level of our feelings. Mm-hmm. We look at the whole thing of uh, resolving conflict. Very often you can get this issue that comes in between us as a couple, and we, we can't really see each other or hear each other for this big issue. And we need to take it from between us 
put it out in front of us, and then together address the issue rather than attack each other. Um, another very important issue is the issue of forgiveness. In any marriage, we will hurt each other, slightly, sometimes deeply. And we have to be able to both talk about that hurt, but then ultimately to be able to forgive each other for the ways we've, we've hurt each other. Yes. Those are some of the things we look at. Um, we also look at relating to the wider family, um, relationships with parents, with parents-in-law. Uh, we look at how to build a strong sexual relationship. And uh, then on the last session of the course, we look at uh, how does each of us feel loved. We base it on a book by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages, yes. discovering whether it is words that are most important to our husband or wife to feel loved, whether it's time, whether it's touch, whether it's actions, whether it is presence, discovering what is most important for each other, for the other one to feel loved. And that concept can make a profound difference in any marriage. Mm, absolutely. This is Open House right across Australia. Nikki Lee is with us. We're uh, talking about the marriage course run right around the globe. going to be uh, coming to a church or venue near you in certainly about a week's time as part of Marriage Week. Uh, Nikki, let's talk about that conflict thing. That's got to be one of the biggest areas. If you can learn to yeah. resolve conflict well... You've probably got one of the major keys, as you probably have already mentioned, yes. uh, to uh, keeping that marriage alive for uh, the rest of your of your life. Well, tell yes. me about rhinos and hedgehogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we recognise, and, and it's written enough about how people display anger differently. Uh, some, when they get angry, they just go on the attack, and while others, when they get angry, they tend to, uh, they tend to hide the anger, the anger. They might go more silent. They might withdraw from the other person. And we use two animals, the rhino and the hedgehog. On our courses, uh, most couples are made up of one rhino and one hedgehog. Mm -hmm. And very often the, the hedgehog, when there's conflict, when there's something that upsets him or her, and it's not gender-specific at all, the rhino will tend to go on the charge which causes the hedgehog to curl up in a ball, stick out its prickles to, mm. to keep the attacker at a distance. Mm. And the more the rhino charges, the more the hedgehog can retreat. Mm. And just recognizing those patterns can make a huge difference in a, for a couple to be able to talk about the things that uh, upset them, things that come between them, to talk about conflict. So I guess the rhinos have got to be a little bit more reserved and the hedgehogs have got to be a little bit more assertive, have they? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm. Now, you mentioned before about the whole issue of a, a sexual relationship and keeping that spark alive over the long term. Many couples will actually say how, yeah. well, there's some, you know, you, you start to get a maybe not a sense of boredom as much as a yeah. sense of familiarity. How can that be rekindled, so to speak? So I think very often the, in our culture today, the we have an idea that uh, we're, we're a attracted to someone, uh, we're attracted to them sexually, there's infatuation, and then the sexual relationship happens. And then it's, a, it's just a matter of sort of chance, whether it continues or whether it dies out. And the expectation is, for most people, that it will die out with age and familiarity. And we profoundly disagree with that. Just as with other areas of our marriage, we have to work at it. We have to 
be deliberate about making time for each other, about listening to each other, about resolving conflict. So it is with our sexual relationship. We have to keep talking to each other about what each of us enjoys, what turns us on, what turns us off, to discover ways to keep our sexual relationship alive and growing. And that really does mean making sure that, though we may be very tired, very busy, recognizing what an important part it is of a marriage and being deliberate about nurturing our physical sexual relationship. Mm. And that comes back to that communication thing again. And yet for some couples, this can be the whole area that is actually very difficult for them to communicate to their to their spouse about. Yeah, I think some couples have never really talked. They've, they might even be embarrassed to talk, even to their husband or wife, about it. The marriage course very often is the sort of first converse, proper conversation that they have about it. And once they start talking, then gradually it gets easier. Yes. Uh, a lot of talk these days about a fair proofing your marriage. Um, what would you uh, bring as the answer to something like that statement? There are a number of different uh, ways we can do that. Uh, physical affairs usually start with emotional affairs. And we have to guard ourselves from getting close emotionally to someone who's not our husband or wife, uh, which can then lead on to a physical affair. Research shows that, that um, many affairs begin in the workplace. You're working closely with someone of the opposite sex hmm. and spend a lot of time just with that other person, and that can start to lead to an emotional attachment, which leads to a physical affair. And so it's being aware and putting boundaries in, deciding perhaps that if you're attracted, feel yourself being attracted to this person, you're not going to spend time just with that person. Where feelings become towards a, uh, another person, other than your husband or wife, become very strong, finding someone you can trust to talk to them about the feelings. And recognizing that we can't, um, we can't help ourselves being attracted to others. All of us, various stages in a marriage, will be attracted to other people. But we can decide whether or not we're going to pursue that attraction. We can decide what we're going to do with it. Mm. Nikki, what do you say to the person who just feels, hang on, I think I just married the wrong person. We were incompatible. The the infatuation brought us together. We've got nothing left. We recognize that for um, some couples, there is... Uh, it's a, it's a, it can be harder. There are real struggles, real difficulties that they go through. We don't want to minimize those for a moment. But at the same time as that, we have a, a basic belief that any marriage can be made to work if you have the willingness of both partners, of both husband and wife. There needs to be a willingness to compromise, a willingness to make changes. And uh, that, of course, will only happen where there is a commitment to the to the relationship to the marriage but where there is a a commitment then we believe that any couples can work through their difficulties work through their differences find a way that works for them reignite love if it has uh, if it has died down yes and, and, and that is primarily a journey of discovery. Is it finding out what you like about the other person? You know, for, for those people that you have walked through the marriage course with, who have actually had that experience of finding new love in their, in their spouse, what has it been? Has it been discovering something new about them or rediscovering something old? What is it? I know it's how long's a piece of string, but yeah, are there common, thre- common threads to what these people actually see in their spouse again? I think you're absolutely right. It is the... 
It's the discovery, or as you say, sometimes the rediscovery. And uh, the, the marriage course is geared so that, that each, each session we look at a different aspect of marriage. But every session there is time for the couple to talk, just as a couple. And we make it very clear they're completely private, there's no group discussion. And it's in that private discussion that they discover things about each other. We often give them exercise. Sometimes they write things down to show each other what they've, what they've uh, written. And they have conversations very often that they've never had before. In those conversations, they discover things and sometimes remember things that they, that they love about the other, that have got it sort of lost just in the busyness of life or in some of the things they disagree about and so on. Yes. Well, a number of people can, uh, I guess, experience that for themselves as they walk through the marriage course in a week's time. Thanks so much for your time, Nikki. Good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, Nikki Lee with uh, his wife, Scylla who is the author of uh, this uh, course called The Marriage Course. If you want to know more, themarriagecourse.org.au for the Australian website. And next week is Marriage Week. If you'd like to find out some of the uh, details of the events going on to celebrate that, marriageweek.org.au. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit theopenhouse.net.au.